0: Hi, and welcome to the Seven Elements of Wellness Podcast. I'm Trish DeMarcus. And I'm Lacey Wall, a.k.a. L-Dub. And we are the creators of the Seven Elements of Wellness Lifestyle Routine, dedicated to helping you feel good more than you don't. The
1: Seven Elements of Wellness are spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, nutritional, physical, and financial. And what we found is that we're all living
0: these elements. It's how much attention are we giving each one? Because where your attention goes, your energy flows. When you combine them all and they flow together, it's powerful. This really is a personal development program. Combined with an overall wellness program. We've had amazing feedback from the community, and people are shedding weight. They are repairing their relationships, overcoming anxiety. It's helping with depression. It's a journey of self love, a foundation to help you be the best version of yourself. Just be. And that's what this podcast really is about. We are dedicated to bringing you the best of the best in each of their elements. So, whether you're on the beginning of your wellness journey or you're a seasoned biohacker, we can promise you that you're going to find value in each and every episode. Let's go. Let's see how many days in a row we can flow.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Courtney Stoll, and today we're going to be talking about the mental element. I want to start by just asking you just a really basic question. Have you ever wondered why we do the things we do. Okay, that's really general. But I just want you to think about decisions that you've made, or maybe ideas and concepts and behaviors and different things that you enjoy. Why is that? Why are we attracted to certain things and unattracted to others? Why do we like to do certain things and we really don't like to do other things? you are gonna hear some answers to these questions today. It's all about the mind. It's all about the mental element. It's all about what goes on inside our heads, inside our brains, and why. Our guest interview today is with Lori Kinsey. And I am so excited for you to hear this interview because she is going to answer these questions. And she's gonna answer them in a way that is totally going to blow your mind. You are going to be introduced To some concepts that maybe you have never heard before but I promise once you grasp them things are going to make so much more sense in your life. So let me tell you a little bit about Lori because she is such a beautiful soul such an amazing amazing person and I can't wait for you to meet her. So Lori strives to conduct a safe, energetic space where she can help others with emotional clearing, healing of energetic bodies, and radical soul transformation. She does this as a spiral practitioner, and she's going to talk about the spiral method, which is a beautiful modality to help us to get to the root of our issues and our struggles. She strives to lead from a place of integrity. She enables clients to expand into their most authentic self. Now, she shares her story, which is so powerful. She is a domestic violence survivor, and so she has done so much service work and help in the domestic violence community. She has a goal to heal on the soul level from a place of compassion and trust. She has such a gift to dive deep, really, really deep. She's gonna do that today. Helping people break through limiting beliefs and empowering people to be in their magic. She says that be in your magic. It's so beautiful. She is also a connector of souls. She has created some large, amazing global communities. You can find her online. She has them on Facebook, one of which is called Red Lotus Life. And then there's a, another community that meets several times throughout the month. It's called Say Yes to My Soul. You can find all of this information on her website at lauriekinsey.com. She lives here in southern Utah. She is is such a powerful beautiful light to the community and I cannot wait for you to meet her so let's jump into this interview hello Lori welcome to the podcast today hi I'm so happy to be here so excited to be in this space and with your community wonderful can you just tell us a little bit about you give us a little bit of an introduction of you tell us your story and and your journey to to how you got here
2: Oh, man, that's such a long journey, it feels. (laughs) But I have been on the fast track to transformation and evolution for the last probably, I want to say, five or six years. A little bit about me, my background. My first marriage, I was in an extremely abusive, like domestic violence, abusive situation. And I didn't know until the day my kids were, they were kidnapped, they were actually taken from me. Mm. I still didn't know in that moment that I was in an abusive relationship. Should we just jump right into it? Sure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So on the day that I actually, it was spelled out in black and white on a whiteboard showing me exactly what kind of situation I was in. There is an abandonment law where I live. If you don't have communication um, with your children after so many days, the other parent can actually get custody of your children. And that's actually what was happening to me. And I didn't realize it until I had one day to spare. Wow. So I literally went to DCFS, which is the organization where I live. And I went to them and said, Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm trying to find my children. So, you know, if the father actually comes in and says that I haven't tried to contact them, I have. And I'm telling you that I have, since you are the one who actually decides these cases. And I walked in there just like this, super calm. And they looked at me like, is she telling the truth? Can't quite tell. Is she telling the truth? Is this what's happening? And I said, yes, yes, this is what's happening. And well, have you filed a police report? No. So they end up taking me like straight back into a counselor's office and just started to share with me. What a toxic and abusive relationship looks like. And the entire time I was saying, no, I haven't filed a police report because I'm not in that, I'm not in that situation. That's mm-hmm. not me. That's not what's happening here. There's no reason to the police are gonna laugh at me, you know, that type of thing. And it was literally in that moment, the counselor had to put it on a whiteboard in black and white and say, This is a toxic relationship, and is this happening to you? And we put check marks next to it. And then this is a healthy relationship. Is this the relationship you're in? We'll put check marks next to that. And that was the day that I realized not only was I in a domestic violence relationship and situation, but I was also like I just I had no idea. And it was an extreme case. Mm.
1: Wow. And from that moment forward, my whole entire life was changed Wow, I bet it was. So Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that from that moment, which sounds very traumatic, but also very eye opening, right? Mm -hmm. I know that where you are now you are helping people all over the world Mm -hmm. to step into their higher space, their higher power and to heal. So from that moment, where did you go from there?
2: That's when I dove into spirituality. I dove into really understanding how did I get here? How did I get here and why? So this took me on an entire journey of energetics, bioenergetics and emotions and feeling those emotions and, you know, what brought us, what was the conditioning, what's in my unconscious and subconscious conditioning that has actually gotten me to this point. Mm. Yeah. Not only the conscious, because I was completely unaware of the conscious, but also the subconscious and unconscious. And it has just been, it's been completely transformational in my life and then in the lives of others. I am a spiral practitioner. I found the spiral modality. And that's where we literally go into the unconscious and subconscious, like the depths of the root of where this block or conditioning actually happened. And it could be in this lifetime. It could be in another lifetime. It could be generational, ancestral. It can go in a lot of different places, but we get to the actual root. And what I found as I was going through my own process with a spiral practitioner was my Japanese culture actually has a lot to do with that. Previous relationships I was in, the way I was raised. You can go into the generational and ancestral. You know, you can go down the paternal line and the maternal line and really reveal the different wounds in your ancestral line that carry with you just because they're in your DNA and they're in your genes
1: that are like how you're made. Wow, (laughs) I'm a little bit mind blown by that because I think when you think about recovering from a stressful environment situation, I want to move forward. I think a lot of people think of just traditional, maybe therapy or counseling and support But you're taking it into this whole big picture. And what I love is that you went through that process. So you Mm -hmm. took yourself through that process. You went out and sought after help and the spiral method. I want you to talk about that in a bit here. For you to have been on your own journey, what a blessing you can be to other people because you've had your experience. I think we learn the most and are helped the most by people who have been in the trenches where we are, right? Or where Mm -hmm. we've been. So I love that. So we're gonna jump into that more in a little bit, but first, this is the mental element. And so I wanna just touch upon really quickly the mental element. So the daily to be task for taking care of yourself mentally is to read seven pages of personal growth every day. And I know the creators were really careful to say, we want to read pages, not just on your phone, not just listening to something. We want to actually tangibly have a book and jump into a personal growth or self-help book. So do you have any tips or guidance for our listeners about maybe how to do this daily task a little bit simpler or just some advice so that we can accomplish this and help mm-hmm. ourselves mentally in the mental element? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I really
2: like to listen to things, you know, audio, I multitask. So for me, when I was first getting into seven elements of wellness and what the different areas and the checklist, right, and it was that you have to read and it has to be a physical book. I'm a researcher in human design. I'm a one line, so I'm an investigator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I love to research and get facts and I am fascinated with the way that the mind works. This actually has to do with neuroscience. It has to do with the way that we work with our ego and mental mind. So when you have an actual physical book in front of you, You know, we like to celebrate ourselves. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. We have to have something to celebrate all the time to get the ego mind on board. And so when you have a physical book in front of you and you're physically turning those pages, you literally are accomplishing something. You have a sense of accomplishment with every single page that you turn. Every time you move the bookmark, every time, you know, we all do it. We sit there and we look at the book and we're like, okay, yeah, look how far I've come in this book, especially if it's a really big one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the other piece to this, too, is I think it shows a devotion to self that I think we've kind of gone away from. Mm. You know, we're yeah. we're really busy people anymore. And we don't have a really long attention span. But when you take this time to devote to yourself and show yourself some love and to actually, like, calm down and have some peace and actually sit in a quiet space and read this book – and yeah. evolve and educate yourself, it really takes you, not only are you evolving and you know having this wealth of knowledge, but also
1: you're showing yourself a sense of love that I don't think many of us do anymore. Yeah. So reading seven pages a day, it doesn't sound like that much, but I think it was Trish who was mentioning, if you read seven pages a day, what does that amount to? Like It could be almost 30 books a year if you were doing mm-hmm. that much. And so- it's really helpful, right? <laughs> it is
2: helpful. I have a list of over 250 books. And I actually, I get through a lot of those yeah. every single year. Yeah. Also, just that that information just lands in the body in a different way. Whenever we're able to read it, we're actually able to read it and process it. And it just, it lands. You start
1: to embody what you're reading. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Thank you so much. Let's talk a little bit more about the mental mind and the ego mind, We hear a lot about the ego and how that controls us and steers us, but maybe that's not the best. Well, I don't going to say that. You're more the expert than I am, but I know that we get stuck in our ego mind a lot, and there's much more to who we are than that surface level Mm -hmm. of our ego. So how can we, on a mental level, speaking more like toward mindset, How can we tap into that inner part of us and not be so controlled by Mm. that surface level ego? Oh, I love this question. You know, the ego mind is
2: actually, I don't think we give it enough credit. And I think it kind of gets seen in a negative light. But honestly, it is there to protect us. Mm. And that's all it is there to do is protect Mm -hmm. us. And so the second that you think of an idea and you're like, okay, yes, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to change with my life, or this is the direction I'd like to go. The second we make that decision, that ego mind kicks in and starts telling you all the reasons why you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, all the reasons why you shouldn't, all the reasons why, you know, and it's just to keep you safe. So if you can look at all the things that it, the ego mind starts to tell you why you can't and you start to ask the question, is this true? Because sometimes it is true. Yeah. So you just say, is this true? And if it is, then you look at that and you go, okay, so is this in my highest investor, isn't it? But if it's not true, then you just allow that to just go, okay, I see you. I hear you. Thank you. Show gratitude and say, thank you for protecting me. And then allow that to just detach and let go and move on. Sometimes we get stuck in that spin and we just start spinning our wheels and spinning out until, you know, that's what creates the anxiety. That's what creates depression. That's what creates us shoving our gifts down. We're not authentically being who we are because we start to listen to these fears.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think identifying it is a big is huge a, is a big part of that yeah and I like what you said because it is just protecting us mm-hmm. it's just our protection I know that a lot of us have mental blocks in the sense that like I see it I get it I see what's happening I see my fears but I don't know why I act that way or I don't know why I behave that way or I don't know why I keep making that choice when it's not right for me and that seems to be rooted a little bit deeper right mm, way deeper how do we get to those really deep parts? Mm. So we really can't change anything
2: until it is in our conscious awareness, right? And mm-hmm. so if, if something is buried deep in your unconscious or even subconscious, it's like, how do you know what you can change? Or how do you even know what you need to work on? How do you know what your limiting blocks are and your beliefs if you don't even know what they are? And honestly, in the first seven years of our life, we're conditioned. And it's usually <laughs> our three-year-old that is actually running the show mm. because it, something that has happened when we were three has been shoved into our unconscious mind. And it's our unconscious mind that actually runs our life. So consciously, we can do all these things. And just like what you said, you're like, oh, how do I keep getting myself in these situations? And in, like you're starting to identify the pattern. This is what other modalities like talk therapy, you know, more mainstream modalities are really good at is really identifying these patterns because you can't really do anything about them until they're in your awareness.
1: Mm, This
2: is also why I really like investigating and looking at other modalities because – for me, I'm somebody that I like to really just like to get to the root of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have too much to do in this life. Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to spend my time, you know, spinning wheels. So I always just go straight to the root of that. And um, I can give a little tip on that if you'd
1: like. Yeah. I was just going to say, I know you help people, you help clients. And so Mm -hmm. how do you help people get to the root? How do you help people become Mm -hmm. aware of what they're not aware of? Yeah. So here's
2: something that is really, really good that anybody can do. You just ask yourself that question, right? You have that fear come up, kind of like what we just went through. That fear comes up, and then you ask, why? You just say, why? And so if it's one of those where it's not true, a situation where that fear came up, it's not true, you ask, why? Why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? And you actually journal about it. Some people Mm -hmm. process with their voice, So anyone here who's into human design, you can tell if you have a defined throat or not. If you have a defined throat, then it's really good for you to talk and to process in that way. Okay. Um, But this process I'm going to tell you about actually is really good for anybody. So you journal. Journaling is huge. And you ask yourself why. The fear comes up. You write that down. You say why. Why? And then you journal it out and say, okay, what's the story now? And you ask yourself why. It will reveal seven layers deep. You hmm. will continue to do this for seven, seven layers deep. And usually you'll get to the root of it being cultural related or religious related or family. So it's going to be usually something like that. Because it's really easy even for me telling you my story I can mm-hmm. sit there and say, I received conditioning from my domestic violence, right? I was in my marriage for 11 years, so I was conditioned that that was okay. It's not okay, but it's okay, right? Yeah. But what got me to that point? Because right. I've always been a strong, independent woman who is really successful in my career, and my life. People were shocked whenever this all came out. So I actually went deeper than that to figure out how did I end up here? Yeah. And what has happened for me to do to do that? So this exercise that I just told you about, it's really, really good for anyone who is just beginning to even start to touch on any kind of fear, any kind of anything. Just ask the question
1: why seven times and journal it out. So what do you do then when you get to that point where you're journaling it out and then like, oh, okay, this is sourced from my family? Or this comes from my religious upbringing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you find in that journaling, then what do you do with that information? How does how do you move forward from there? Mm, This is really good because now it's in your awareness, right? Yeah. Now
2: it's in your conscious awareness. So now you can actually do something about it. You're actually even specific too. You have a specific thing that you're like, oh, okay, so this is what I need to actually look into and either heal, release, align, or even just be aware of. So it's really great because if you know that this is what you need to change or if this is what you'd like to shift and it's something that's pretty... I want to say easy. Sometimes simple things seem easy, but they're not. But let's say it's something pretty easy. Now you can, as something as simple as you have figured out maybe an eating disorder that you've had, you are able to now make some conscious choices. If the healing needs to go deeper than that, then that's when you find a practitioner of whatever modality it is that resonates with you. Each mm. and every one of us are so different. Yeah. So one thing is not going to be drawn to every single person, but there's so many out there to be able to heal. And a lot of times it is releasing, like literally releasing it from the body, from the mind from the soul, from the genes, from your DNA. You can get in there in a lot of different ways to heal.
1: I love that. I love that you're so open to all of the different modalities out there. Cause you're right, there's so many different things. Maybe you feel good being out in nature. And so that's Mm -hmm. how you're going to begin your journey is just spending time outdoors Mm -hmm. a little bit more, right? Or maybe you are resonating with yoga or a sound bath or... Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you go where you're drawn. That's such great advice. Mm-hmm. Go where you are drawn mm-hmm. as you begin this healing journey. Yeah. So I know that it can be scary. I know from my personal experience and working with others myself that you sometimes get to a point where it's like, I don't want to look at that. I see it. I'm aware of it. But that is way too scary. It's too painful. Sometimes it involves other people. So what would you say... To that, to helping others move past the fear of healing Mm. and taking that step. So,
2: do you remember when you were little? You were a little kid and you had a nightmare. Yeah. But the second that you talk about it and you tell somebody else, Mm. it sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like it 100% sounds stupid. And all of the fear has now left your body. Mm. Like whenever you're thinking about a nightmare or something and you're like, oh, it's all, you can literally feel it inside the body. But the second that you acknowledge it, it literally <laughs> – you're like, oh, wow, I don't know why that was so scary. But it was, you know, and you're telling whoever it was. It was. It was scary. So really we have been so disconnected. We've been conditioned to just be disconnected from our body, be disconnected from our emotions – but when we start to talk about the things in our lives that we push down and we actually shed some light on those things, on those whatever it is that you're so fearful of or so ashamed of, or so guilty of, it actually has this extremely beautiful gift. It's like this diamond, right? It's like mm. this diamond that comes from the shadow into the light. And it's this, this huge gift of self-love. Because when we're not acknowledging the things that have happened to us or how we feel about certain things, we're actually, in a way, like self-hate mm-hmm. versus self-love. Mm-hmm. And it is scary. It's scary to talk about the things. But I guarantee you that you start talking about the things that have happened to you in your past or the experiences that you have experienced in your life. You're not alone. You're never alone, ever. And you will find people that resonate with you. And actually, when you start to talk about those things and start to look at those things, other people, it gives them the permission to do so as well.
1: And it's so empowering. Super empowering. You just step out of that space into the space of power. We think about that word almost like overpowering, but empowering (laughs) is like I'm stepping into my power, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I know at Seven Elements of Wellness, that is the goal. That is what the whole purpose and mission behind this is to help people feel good more than they don't, but also to do that in a community of people Mm -hmm. so that there is support. And that's why we do this podcast. So we can bring people like you to come Mm -hmm. in and share what you know and share your experience and then help people on their journey. So, tell us a little bit about what you do. You yourself offer several different modalities within this element.
2: You know, I love how you talked about um, the community of seven elements of wellness. Because that is what I have been drawn to. You know, we are tribal beings. And this space is such an open and accepting space. There, It's just so many people that are heart-centered and are open to hearing about other people's processes and healing and experiences. And it really is about everyone just helping each other rise. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about all of this. I have a passion for working with visionary leaders. I desire to see people in their magic. That's all that matters to me. I get so lit up seeing other people in their magic. And so really what I do as a spiral practitioner is I just connect people to their gifts. Mm-hmm. I connect people to their gifts so that they can share those gifts with the world and make it a better place. A lot of times people think when I speak about visionary leaders, they kind of get intimidated and they're like, oh, that's not for me then. I mean, because yes, I do I do work with some leaders that are really impacting the world in a large way, fighting femicide and human trafficking and child sex trafficking and all of that, but also really when I'm talking about a visionary leader, I'm talking about anybody, somebody just being here. We are a -a once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event, and we have somehow forgotten that. Something Mm -hmm. has happened in people's lives Mm -hmm. that has made them dim their light, forget their magic, and forget the pure essence of who they are and why they're here. Yeah. And so for me as an emotional clearing practitioner, that's what we do. We just get to the root of it. the challenge, the block, yeah. that limiting belief. And a lot of times what we find is that it's not yours. Mm. It's not yours. It's something that you've that someone has witnessed in society as they have grown up. It could be something, like I said, you know, if we go into ancestral and generational. We get into the epigenetics of everything, it could be, you know, and I can give some examples if you'd like.
1: Yeah, give us some examples because I think what my mind, like my ego mind, immediately goes to is, well, that's not fair. If it's not my (laughs) stuff and it's affecting me and I'm not even aware of it, that's not fair, right? Mm Like, I want to know so I can clear it. So if it's not our stuff or it's something that was programmed or like you said, something we witnessed or a trauma or an experience or another person's behavior toward us that created that. How do we clear that when it's not even ours? So um,
2: an example. I'll just share my own experiences. Okay. <laughs> so uh, wealth consciousness. I love wealth consciousness. Okay. I love to hear all about it and to learn like what actually, what actually is going on, you know, our money stories. Mm -hmm. Money is such a big thing. But I started going down this route of healing my own ancestral line with wealth. I don't feel like I've ever been in a situation where I haven't had enough. If I were to really look at my life, I have never been in lack of anything. I've always had enough food. I've always had enough to pay my bills. I've never gone hungry, cold, or without shelter. So why do I feel like I don't ever have enough money? What I discovered on my paternal side, so this is my father's side. My family is from Hawaii, and um, it's, let's see, two generations back. This was before Hawaii became a state. My family owned most of the island of Kauai, and we had um, different plantations there, like different pineapple plantations and things like that. Well, when Hawaii became a state, um, there were some things that— happened and all the contracts and legalities and all that of becoming a state where my family actually lost all of their land. Mm. They lost all the rights to their land. So I actually had to go back to that specific time period when that happened because that was a huge wealth wound. And so there were all these emotions that were there. I mean, it was shame, it was guilt, it was anger, it was rage, it was fury. I mean, there were so many emotions there. Wow. And then I was able to go through the process of being an emotional clearing practitioner where we release it through the meridians. And then we start to reframe and integrate. Integration is a huge thing in the spiral modality. This is why we get transformation so quickly mm-hmm. when we move through things. Because then you're able to actually integrate and implement these like new things into your life. So this creates new neural pathways. From that, I was able to sit there and go, okay, so this wasn't mine. This wasn't mine. I was able to process all that rage, all of that fury, all of that shame and guilt and fear because fear was there too, you know, having this prosperity and now having it taken from you. I was able to process it in different integration activities and then begin to implement a life of prosperity in my life.
1: And I just want to clarify a little bit there, just for our listeners who this may be like a totally new concept to. Okay. So where you're you're saying it's not mine, and you had in your example, you had traced it back to this paternal line in Hawaii. The process of handing that down through generations. I mean, when you think about it, it's like if you're all connected genetically through our DNA. It's an interesting concept to think that we pass these patterns or these mm-hmm. beliefs down to the next generation. But that's a real thing. I mean, when you think about it, like if a mother is pregnant and she's having those emotions while she's you know, carrying her baby, has the baby, raises the child in that belief, And then the cycle keeps continuing, the pattern keeps going. Is that kind of how it works or is there Mm -hmm. more to it than that? (laughs) No, that's totally how it works. (laughs) If
2: you actually go back into epigenetics, I mean, I can't even remember, like it's what, 17 generations back or something is what our cells are literally made up of. And our cells are energy. Emotions are energy. Emotion is actually energy in motion. So all of that actually gets imprinted into our DNA, into our cells. If you think about this, like me, the first cells that actually create who I am were actually formed in my grandmother's ovaries. Mm -hmm. And so if I think back, I actually had to do this. I thought back to what was it like for her when she was fertile, when she actually created my mom, you know? So Mm -hmm. what was going on when my mom was created and she gave birth to and she was in the womb and everything? And my grandmother actually lived very poorly, like she was in a poor environment. She was in poverty. She had a lot of lack. It was during the depression. I mean, all kinds of things. That energy is literally being imprinted into cells. And so we teach what we learn when we teach what we know, right? So my mom learned that from her mom. Mm-hmm. I look at my mom, how I grew up. My mom was such a penny pincher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we always had enough. We never went hungry. We never... You know, didn't have shelter over our heads. Times were tough, yes, but it was never to that type of desperation. Mm -hmm. And then now that has actually been passed on to me. Not only, I mean, just the teachings alone, like have a huge savings account, have a lot of food storage. My father actually died when I was young. And so, My mom even teaches me that, of be financially independent. Don't depend on a spouse or a partner or other people because you don't ever know when that's going to get taken away. And so all of that actually gets energetically imprinted into yourself, into your DNA. And I think right now we're just starting to really learn about that in the West,
1: And I think some of those things are good, like, you know, be a little bit of a penny pincher, be prepared, like those Mm -hmm. are good things, but not when it consumes you, right? Mm -hmm. And not when it's not the truth, like you said, not when it's not really what's happening for you Mm -hmm. in your present state. So, and I was just thinking as you're talking about this, what a gift to heal your family line, right? I mean, to become aware and to connect with these ancestors, family members. So part of the healing, it sounds like, is also healing that relationship maybe with these people Mm -hmm. that you are energetically connected to. That's so beautiful, Mm -hmm. I love that, I love that (laughs) so much. Going back
2: to why I do what I do and related to domestic violence. Domestic violence is generational, it is ancestral. Mm -hmm. It does go from generation to generation. So when I went through my healing process with my spiral practitioner and I discovered that this literally was, I mean, I got to see the emotions and the situations and everything that happened. I thought that I was breaking the cycle by leaving. And what I found and discovered was that I didn't. I mean, my children are now older, they're adults now, and even more so than ever, I started to see them going into the same patterns. Right. Okay. And and being in the same situations and being in the same relationships. And I thought that I left and my youngest was four. So I thought, oh, this is, yes, I'm definitely getting out before, you know, breaking the cycle with him. Well, I really started to dig deep into that because actually, I work with survivors and offenders of domestic violence because there is this drama triangle that happens. And if you have been a victim, you've also been the abuser in one way, shape, or another. Mm. So I literally went down my son and his father, right? I went down that line mm-hmm. to actually start to reveal and uncover and like kind of pick up the breadcrumbs of it. And of course, there is a cycle there. There's a gen- Every single generation, he was abused by his father. His father was abused by mm, his father. And yeah. he just kept going, and going, going. Okay. So when we're able to stop the cycle with us, And literally like me, I, you know, because now that would be me being an abuser to somebody else in one way or another, Mm -hmm. which I was, I may not have thought I was physically, but what I realized was, oh no, I was, I was doing it in different ways. And I actually discovered I was doing it to myself. That's whenever I actually really went into some things that I think most people don't like to talk about. (laughs) So that's when I really went into the depths of the shadows. When we're able to clear out... These energetic imprints, and I say clear because it really is releasing the energetic imprint and creating the flow, they aren't passed on. It literally does stop with you. Yeah. And we also use mirror theory. Mirror theory is when you're literally being reflected somebody else's behaviors and actions that are triggering you or upsetting you or you're offended in some way. Mm -hmm. You literally are noticing that. It's in your awareness because... That is in you. That's why when you see other people that are beautiful, you actually, there's beauty in you. Just as like, just like when you see something that may be annoying or irritating in somebody else, you're actually doing those things yourself to others. And so as a spiral practitioner, we have a lifestyle and that's one of the things is mirror theory. So every single time that I'm offended or triggered or something by somebody else, then I always take a look at, oh, what am I doing here? How am I doing this to somebody else? Because I am seeing it in someone else. So it is, in fact, in me.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So there's a lot of self reflection that actually happens being in the mental element. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of evolution.
1: Yeah, and just the awareness. It all starts with awareness. Mm -hmm. What an amazing gift to be the change maker, the pattern breaker. I guess (laughs) is there is there a technical word for it? (laughs) To change all of those patterns. It just seems like such an amazing gift to be able to move through that and come out on the other side of it? What do you see happening for people when they come on to the other side of it and they've become aware, really looked at that, looked at their past, looked at you know all of it, and even taken accountability for their actions and their behaviors? What happens on the other side of that? When you're on the other side of all
2: of this, And you've been able to look at your fears and you're busting through your fears, your limiting beliefs, all the reasons why you can't, all the people who told you you couldn't or said you were nothing. It is complete transformation. You are authentically connected to your pure essence of who you are and what you're here to do and your gifts. And like I said, you are this once in a lifetime cosmic event. There is nobody else out there like you. You're here to do great things, even if that means you are doing great things in your family, in your inner circle of friends, or it's you're here to do great things and impact the world and change lives in that way on a global platform. Everybody has these gifts that we came in <laughs> to with, and for whatever reason, we're told we can't use them. We're told we can't shine. We, we're told we can't. We're too much. Usually, yeah. that's what happens yeah. when we are in our magic and we are in our gifts. We're told we're too much. Yeah, and then we're, we we kind of dim our light again, right? Because we want to be, like I said, we're tribal beings, and so we want to be accepted by others. We want to be loved by others. We don't want to be kicked out of the tribe. But I'm telling you that when you 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 know when you were a little girl. Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? What lit you up? What created this fire and this passion? And then you think, I say you, meaning you the collective. So it's like the collective and you're sitting here going, okay, am I doing any of those things? Yeah. You know, more than likely we're not. Yeah. And then that's when you see what's happening in society anymore, especially with the pandemic and everything we've been going through. We have this depression and anxiety and panic attacks and all of that. Well, yeah, because we're not aligned. We're not living
1: the life that we're here to live. Yeah. We're not living authentically Mm -hmm. to who we are. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said. You said, what lights you up? I love that phrase. What Mm -hmm. lights you up? Go back to your childhood. What lights you up? And are you doing that? Mm -hmm. I love that. Any other thoughts that you have that you want to share with us while you have this space? Mm -hmm. I think right
2: now people think that they have to spend a lot of money or they have to get into programs or go talk to therapists or whatever it is, right? Because people want to shift. They want to change. They want to move. They want to do something different. I think a lot of people are just fed up, honestly. They're fed up and they're just like, okay, it's time for change. So you know how a lot of anxiety is starting to happen or even depression. It's it's one or the other, right? Those mm-hmm. are even polar opposites. Like yeah. anxiety is like all this energy and you don't know what to do with it and it starts to spiral into panic attacks. But then we also have the other side of this that's depression that's more of a, that's like a silent creeper, I always feel. It seems like we tend to sink further and further down. Instead of spiraling up, we're spiraling down. Yeah. But this right here will actually help. It's called a mind dump, And I just, I tell so many about it. It has opened up so much creative flow for artists or even just healing. It starts conversations. It does all kinds of things. When we have something, a situation that we're upset about in any way, you just start to do this mind dump and you just write. You just write and you write and you write and you write and you just put all of your feelings out onto this piece of paper, anything and everything, even if you don't know what to say. A lot of times we've been conditioned to be nice, to not call names, to not feel certain emotions, to be graceful. My grandmother would always tell me, be graceful (laughs) about everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so if you write, uh, you know, you just write this mind dump. Even if you started out with, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Eventually, it'll all start coming out. And you just, you say anything and everything that you were never supposed to say. Mm. You say anything and everything that you've always wanted to say. And then you take it and you burn it. And you just let it go. Because our emotions are energy in motion. So when we keep them covered up, And stuff down. That's literally what starts to come out sideways with anxiety Mm. or depression. But when we start to actually identifying them and giving them an outlet and a way to get out, then we start to feel so much better. We literally feel lighter because we are starting to just let that go. Yeah. And destroy it, just burn it. (laughs) Burn it, because that way nobody will see what you really think about something. Yeah,
0: (laughs) nobody needs to see, right? Nobody (laughs) knows, it's yours,
2: it's yours. And that's another thing is that when we start identifying how we really feel about a situation, then that's when we really start to heal. You have to heal it or feel it
1: to heal it. You really have to feel it to heal it. And again, it goes back to being aware. You have to Mm -hmm. become aware. You have to be authentically who you are feel it authentically, Mm -hmm. get it out of you, Mm -hmm. burn it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. let it go. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so helpful. Yeah. How do we connect with you? You have so many beautiful insights here, but I know that you work with people all over the world Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. How do we find you online? How do we connect with you if we want to catch up Mm. with you somehow and work with you?
2: I would love anybody and everybody to join. Um, I have a group actually called Red Lotus Life. It's free. It's a Facebook group at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to be able to turn it into a portal online soon. I'm actually in the works with that. If you can go and join that, there are over 200 resources in there. It's alive and well. There's practitioners and therapists, counselors, body workers, all kinds of people from all over the world who have gone in there and shared workshops. They've shared sessions. They've shared their modalities in so many ways. There's tapping in there, EFT sessions for anxiety so much there's domestic violence education in there if you'd like a lot of us don't even know we're in those situations like Mm -hmm. like how i was so there's education in there i would love for you to join on facebook so it's just red lotus life and then you can find me on instagram at i am laurie kinsey and also on facebook is i am laurie kinsey i'd love for anyone to join me there and then right now i'm actually really excited about say yes to soul I started this a couple of years ago, and it's just a revolving membership. So if anyone actually really wants to start to begin to say yes to soul, I invite you to join me in there. It's just a monthly membership, but we have once a month, we do clearing sessions in there. We go over over a life design plan so that you can really Look at every single area of your life. We go over everything. I'd love for anyone to join me in any way. I also do one-on-one. So just find me at laurikinsey.com and you'll see all the information. Red Lotus Life and everything is on LaurieKinsey.com.
1: Yes. And I was going to say, your website is beautiful. I was Thank checking you. it out before, oh. we, before we had this interview today. And it's just a beautiful website with so many great oh. resources. So Thank laurikinsey.com. You. And Thank we will you. put all of this in the show notes. Is there any other final thoughts that you have that you'd like to share with us about the mental element or anything mm. else? Just that remember that
2: you, again, are that once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event And I know at times we feel as if we don't have a light and our light is really dim. And all I say is just start to breathe some oxygen into that little spark and just start to do the things that light you up, just small little changes in your life. The things that light you up, not the things you're obligated to do, not the things that you think you're supposed to go do, just anything and everything. Listen to the music that you like. Mm. start to color in a coloring book go out into nature get into you know start connecting to the elements whatever it is just start to blow on that little spark until it becomes this flame and then really start to fan your flame and surround yourself with people who will also fan your flame yeah and just be in your magic be with the people in your life the fan your flame and accept you for who you are and i promise you they're out there Find your tribe. Take a look at who is around you.
1: Beautiful. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. We want to be the tribe, whether we're in the podcast world, community world, locally. Mm -hmm. So thank you for
0: being part of our Mm -hmm. tribe. Thank you for having me. (laughs) To connect with us, join our private Facebook group. This is a group where you will find ideas, be able to ask questions, and find the support of a like-minded community. We also have monthly local element events where we feature a different element each month and we bring in specialized speakers. And these events will be live streamed exclusively into this group. And if you're local, we also find a lot of fun activities in the group, such as hikes, pickleball, vision board nights. You can also join our Instagram page at Seven Elements of Wellness. Find out about upcoming events, to look for inspiration, motivational quotes, and a lot of shares. Make sure to check out our website at Seven Elements of Wellness.com. Here you can join our newsletter with give you updates on upcoming podcasts, articles on health and wellness and the latest local events you
1: can also check out our website for the seven day challenge so every month we begin a new challenge from the first of the
0: month to the seventh of the month because most people can do anything for seven days right the best thing is that we have a community to support you because we know that having accountability buddies is where it's at right so after the seven days we're going to choose a winner for one of our amazing sponsors and then from there you're going to see how many days in a row you can flow If you'd like to create your own seven elements of wellness community where you live, reach out to us. We'd love to help you get it started.
1: The 7 Elements of Wellness podcast is created and produced entirely by volunteers who are passionate about sharing this message and assisting you on your journey to feel good more than you don't. If you would like to contribute to helping us continue to bring amazing content through this podcast and community events, we would love your support. You can find us on Venmo under our business account at Life Integrated. Any donation is so greatly appreciated and we thank you so much.